Welcome to the Nourish Wrap Podcast, hosted by two passionate clinical nutritionists whose mission is to educate, inspire, and empower people to lead a more nourishing life. Katie and Jessica value evidence-based practice, holistic healing approaches, and practical health advice, all while having fun along the way. We thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy the show. Hello everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the Nourish Wrap. First episode. Which is really exciting. It is very exciting. So um, my name is Katie King. I'm Jess Cheney and uh, we're nutritionists. And today basically we're just going to be um, having a bit of a chat about what this podcast is all about and what we do in general as nutritionists. Yeah, and just really introducing our message out into the world and um, really getting clear on what we what value we want to provide to you listeners. So thanks for joining us and we're going to start off by just giving you a little bit of background about who we are. So Jess and I have known each other for quite a few years now, yeah. back in college days. Um, but obviously we might be new to you guys. So Jess, why don't you start by just telling our listeners a little bit about what you do, where you work, um, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, cool. So I graduated nutritional medicine um, in the middle of this year, in May 2017, and since then have been practicing in a clinic. Uh, at the moment, I practice from the JCN Clinic in Brisbane City, which is awesome. I'm having lots of fun doing that, and... Um, Alongside that, I just love to spread the message of health and wellness, especially through food and um, and kind of always taking a holistic approach as well. So, yeah, that's kind of my um, story in brief. What about you, Katie? Yeah, I was just going to say also you have an awesome um, – I love your social media. So oh. that's Yeah, you've always got great food ideas and everything, keeping it real. Um, so I obviously did the same degree as, as you, Jess, and um, we had some great – fun and stressful times at college together. Um, I practice for my own clinic um, under the the name The Balanced Nutritionist, but I did buy an established clinic. So collectively, I have a number of practitioners. um, We sort of share a space and we are called Step Into Health. Uh, So an exciting thing for 2018, we're moving just around the corner because we're expanding so that's going to be really cool because we're going to have a, a really sort of purpose, um, a, you know, a really purposeful space where we can all fit and grow and, um, you know, some extra facilities and some extra practitioners coming on board. So mainly um, one-on-one stuff essentially. Yeah. Yep. Uh, obviously, you know, we all do social media because it's important for our business. It is these days. Yeah. Yep. Love-hate relationship with it, but anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. So we thought we'd um, cover off today a couple of things, just starting off with, you know, yeah. what a nutritionist actually is. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of confusion around nutrition, there's dietetics out there, and it's just, um, I guess, oh, well, I know I feel this, so I don't know about you, Katie, but I feel like what we have to offer is very unique and um, really, really special, I suppose. So yeah, what? how would you describe what we do in a in a sentence or in a paragraph? That's a really good question. I guess nutrition for me is taking um, a holistic view of health uh, with the foundation of that health begins with good nutrition. Absolutely. Mm. 
So, um, you know, sometimes, you know, we talked about this earlier, Jess, we often get the question, you know, what's the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian? So yeah. did you want to kind of... Yeah, all right. Well, that? the way I always um, like to address this question is it really... And I should just say, first of all, I can't speak because I've never trained as a dietitian. It's just my understanding and experience of it. But essentially, we're just trained a little bit differently. I guess dietitians are trained very much under government legislations and the way um, the government believes we should eat and things like that. And they also treat very... um, towards just one disease, um, whereas a nutritionist is more holistic. As Katie was saying, we address the person as an individual and what they're presenting with. Um, I guess to sum it up, it's almost like maybe a dietitian would work more so in a hospital as well and look at diabetes as a whole and give out diet plans just for the diabetes, whereas if you come to a nutritionist, you're more than likely going to be sitting in their office and getting a diet plan that's catered exactly to you exactly to what you're presenting with what foods you do and don't like and what works for your body so I think that's a good kind of understanding do you have anything to add Katie what do you think um I think it's really important that we you know I suppose nutrition for me is not you know obviously for both of it's not just about nutrition so yes we spend time working on people's diets but I spend a lot of time talking to people about lifestyle um you know, incorporating downtime, working on um, restorative exercise or whatever types of exercise they need to incorporate. Um, And obviously we, you know, definitely use supplements Mm. um, where necessary uh, to address nutritional deficiencies or if there's any serious, you know, more acute symptoms going on. Yeah. So um, another question I suppose moving forward from that is we – quite often get asked what's the difference between a nutrition and a naturopath and I get that a lot because obviously I bought an existing naturopathic practice yes um so you know we all um the 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 foundations of naturopathic medicine are exact are really the same absolutely Um, they are um practitioner is teacher so educating the client around their condition making them feel empowered about it and how they can sort of manage it yeah um Things like, uh, you know, nature knows best. So going back to whole foods and going back to um, things that belong in the body and belong around the body Mm -hmm. as opposed to things that don't, I suppose. But what I often say to people is at the end of the day, we've got some great mates who who practice naturopathy. Um, But at the end of the day, we... We don't use very much herbal medicine in nutrition, no. whereas naturopaths will have a tendency to, to rely more heavily on herbal medicine, whereas we would be more inclined to look at the underlying diet and definitely looking at you know concentrated nutrients that we can use in a medicinal way. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's really important that on a foundational level, the way you and I are trained, Katie, is that we... Um, we follow the naturopathic philosophies um, and those principles, as you were saying. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, we don't use the herbs, but we definitely, those underlying values of a naturopath, we really embrace. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what 
what we were thinking would be great is to talk through maybe what a nutritional consultation actually involves. Yeah. Um, because obviously we practice differently. Yeah. But there's definitely, you know, it's a very structured process in a way. Absolutely. Yep. So, you know, we begin with, um, a, for a first client, it would be a, a comprehensive case history, which can take 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. And why is that important to do? Well, because essentially it's about responsibility. So we need to know exactly where the client has been, what they've been through, what kind of medication they're taking as well, yeah. um, what diagnosed medical conditions that they have that we need to be aware of so that we make sure nothing we do is going to be potentially harmful to them. Yeah. Um, and having an understanding of where they've come, what they've tried in the past, and essentially where they want to be. Yeah. 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 Again, it's that whole picture that we want from the client so we can provide the best strategies mm. to move them mm. forward. And taking information about like their family background as well, that can mm. give you a really good piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, if they've got autoimmune conditions all the way through their family, yeah. um, that's probably something you want to know about. Um, and make sure that they're doing things to prevent pre- prevent that showing up in, in their, their own yeah. bodies. I love that you said that piece of the puzzle because that's essentially what, when a client comes in, it is like a puzzle. I yeah. often feel like we're almost like detectives, you know. We piece together what's going on and then we look at how we can move forward from that and... Um, yeah, just yeah, just a puzzle essentially. It's really mm, mm, yeah. understanding that. And that's really where what we what we call, of course we wouldn't say this to the client, but we have um, our holistic analysis yes. as well. So um, So this is after the um, case taking so after we've got a good understanding of what's going on for you, we do a holistic analysis. Yeah. Which is basically in a consultation it would be us sitting down with the client and saying, look, you've come to me with X, Y, Z symptom picture. Um, I can see from your history or I can, you know, perhaps the reason why this is showing up is because of this reason. And, um, you know, often we think about the body as uh, it is we think about it as all these individual parts, but sometimes Mm -hmm. we forget that they connect with each other. Mm -hmm. So giving, it's very rare for, for us to see a a case that's kind of cut and dry and simple. Yeah. So it's all about sort of showing and explaining to the client, look, well, because you have this, say it's an iron deficiency, that is the reason why you are perhaps suffering from colds and flus all the time Yeah. because your immune system is impaired. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, putting the symptoms all together so that somebody can understand that, you know what, you can't just put a Band-Aid on one aspect of your health and hope it gets better. It's all about peeling the layers of the onion back and, you know, fixing one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And it's a bit of a domino effect because when you find that dedicated client who really wants to get on top of their health, Mm. once you start working on that, it can be slow to begin with, but eventually, once you start unraveling things and you start to really address the core issues, you can get some really big results yes. forward with their health, which Ab- is really cool. 
Yes, 100%. And what else is cool is that, um, you know, they come in for that one specific thing. I'll use the iron deficiency example. And we fix the underlying cause and then all of a sudden their sleep's better. Or, you know, they have more energy and things like that. Or they're not depressed anymore. Exactly. Everything else starts falling into place. So that holistic analysis um, is really important. Not... And not just for the client in understanding what might be going on for them and educating them and empowering them, but also, um, I know as a practitioner for my own understanding to help, you know, um, kind of simplify it in my own head. Absolutely. And then to give you the guidance, once you can really analyze something, you know where to start. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I look at a case and I think, oh my gosh, they've been going through this for 15 years. Where do I start? Yeah, absolutely. But once you've got that understanding right, maybe you look at some some of the research and whatnot, you can really go, okay, this is the core issue. This is the patient's priority. This is where I'm going to start working. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think one of the things that is great about seeing a nutritionist is that there's no... There's a there's a lot less time restriction than with other practitioners. Um we spend about, well, I spend 90 minutes with a client the first time I meet them. Yeah, I'm yeah. about about 60 minutes, but sometimes we'll go over. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then, you know, follow-ups are usually sort of 45 minutes to yes. an hour. So yep. revisiting that symptom picture, what's mm-hmm. changed, what hasn't mm-hmm. changed, mm-hmm. Um, what's moving in the right direction, what do we need to peel back and fix next, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know about you, Jess, but... Um, I sometimes order blood tests. Yes, definitely. I think testing has their place. It's just getting a good idea of where you're sitting in that moment Mm -hmm. and give us... And it's also really important um, as a benchmark, you know, have your tests done and then coming back, I don't know, three months later or whatever and having a look at at them and then comparing, Mm -hmm. you know. um, I think it's really good for the client as well to have that tangible thing in front of them yeah i mean obviously because we're not medicare practitioners yes um testing like that through a conventional pathology lab doesn't come under medicare so um patients are billed privately Mm. but we definitely have um the scope to order tests like that when needed yeah um i guess something else i'm really big about in my practice is um acknowledging the role of like the pivotal role of the GP for the client and, um, you know, taking a very thorough Mm -hmm. medical history and looking at what medication they're taking, when they're taking it, what are their actual diagnosed conditions so that we know that we can slot in with that and support the therapy, Mm -hmm. um, but not contraindicate or, you know, go against any recommendations given by a medical professional. Um, And I, especially of late, tend to write, a letter to every client's GP that I see. Yep. Unless, of course, it's something that they haven't consulted their, their GP about. Yeah. It's, it's something that I don't necessarily think they need to be aware of. But, um, you know, I hope that the future of health for Australia is a lot more integrated. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think they do a better job of that in Europe, from what I understand. It's mm-hmm. a much more integrated um, approach. But at the moment... It makes it difficult for the client when they're seeing three or four different practitioners and no one's on the same page. So I'll always try to communicate with the psychologist or the GP or the physio or whoever it is Mm. because it does take a lot of stress off off the client as well. And I think that's really important um, to 
have that communication and relationship with other medical practitioners and allied health practitioners. Um, because again, it's coming back to that healing and, um, you know, improving your feelings and your health. It's a holistic approach. So seeing the physio is addressing one thing, seeing the psychologist is addressing another thing and seeing a nutritionist is addressing another thing. So having that communication between all those, um, kind of practitioners is really important in, understanding what's going on for that person and making it easier for them as well yeah um, absolutely and i think yeah so i reckon maybe we should talk about what place does nutrition a nutritionist have alongside kind of that mainstream health model yeah sure i mean go ahead well yeah <laughs> um well i mean i always just come back to the fact that the human body runs on nutrients, right? It's all biochemistry. It's yeah. all yeah. biochemistry that requires specific nutrients to function. So, food, and where do we get that? It's through food. So, I personally think nutrition is a huge, um, huge side to health and um, well-being. And I think it's definitely. I personally believe that it needs to be more out there, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it is. I think, you know, more and more people are acknowledging the role that nutrition has in their health. Yep. Um, and, you know, in a way I think it's just ignorant for somebody to think that, you know, they, they have a chronic disease or something and, oh, yeah, I won't bother about changing my diet yep. because, you know, there's so much evidence out there now. It's absolutely ridiculous Jess, you and I were looking at a study um, just before we sort of sat down for this conversation, and it was really interesting. In 2015, um, there was a a very comprehensive meta-analysis published called the Global Burden of Disease Study, and it actually found that diet is the most important risk factor for illness worldwide. So say that again. <laughs> that diet is the most important risk factor for illness worldwide. Like that is just insane, crazy, and also really awesome at the same time that we have so much power to change that yes. statistic. Yes. We can look at that in two ways. Let's take the positive approach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we could both sit here, I'm sure, and be very frustrated that it isn't getting more yes. attention. Yes. But, you know... Let's look at it in a positive light and, you know, it's getting more and more traction and we're getting more and more. Yeah. I know I I think my job is getting easier in terms of more and more clients are really seeing the importance and coming to yeah. see, um, you know, nutritionists and naturopaths and whatnot yeah. like us. So, um, Jess, it's, you know, it's the end of 2017 for us. This is like three days before Christmas <laughs> and we're still powering along. Yeah which is great, um, and this is going to come out in 2018. But maybe uh, for, for the benefit of our listeners who might not have seen a nutritionist before, why don't you give us a little bit of a, I don't know, maybe a summary of some of the clients you've typically seen this year or some of the highlights even that you've helped people achieve. All right. Um, what are my 2017 highlights? Um so, I mean, again, I only started practicing in May, but I've had so many people come through the doors and I've my, my most favorite thing has been just coaching them or, um, you know, educating them of the importance of food and then making those really little changes. Um, I've had some really kind of great 
great experiences with that. But what have I been seeing coming through the door? Seeing a lot in, in the beginning was a lot of weight loss. And again, I think that was because that understanding of what we are capable of doing wasn't out there and that's getting more and more traction now. So there was a lot of weight loss, but the interesting thing was people were coming in for weight loss but walking out the door with a whole new perspective on their health, which was the best thing personally for me to give them because it's understanding that weight loss is a um, is kind of a... Or what's the word? A symptom. A or... symptom of an unhealthy. Yeah, a symptom of disharmony. A dis- of disharmony, exactly, Katie. And so it was empowering them in knowing that, and then yeah, so them coming in thinking one thing and then walking away just being like, whoa, mind blown, which was cool. And now stepping into the JCN clinic role, seeing a lot of gut health stuff, which. Um, I'm sure we're going to be doing a podcast about this later on. Um, just the importance of having a healthy functioning gut is like epicenter to health, essentially. So, yeah, being seeing a lot of that as well. And um, I'm lo- really looking forward to building that space and that practice there. So next year I will report back on some some more stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like we'll, we'll delve into some of these topics in our yeah, absolutely in up and coming episodes. And what about you, Katie? What have you been in practice a little bit longer than me? Yeah. Um, look, definitely some common themes this year, particularly the last six months. Um, I'd have to say the number of people I've worked on and helped with their sleep is quite significant. Um, and that sounds, you know, it, it, we can kind of dismiss that and say that's no big deal. But when you've got people who have chronic insomnia or... You know, they just never get a good night's sleep. That's one of the pivotal things to get right in order for health to fall into place. And we have so many tools in our tool belt to help with that sort of stuff. And I remember one client I had this year who literally had significant insomnia that we've managed to correct um, quite quickly, which was, you know, a really satisfying achievement for me. Um, I've had... I've started getting a few referrals from some psychologists. That's good, yeah. Um, because obviously going back to that biochemistry of of food and nutrition, we know that you know our neurotransmitters, which control our mood, all come from amino acids, which are essentially our proteins. And again, we have some amazing tools up there. You know, I've had a few, you know, probably sig- fairly significant um, clients with quite you know quite um sorry quite um moderate um depression and anxiety and whatnot who haven't been able to find medication that's been helpful to them they've had all sorts of side effects and we've managed to kind of really significantly improve that through um, nutritional medicine through supplementation and dietary intervention so that's been great um i've had a couple of curlies where people have come in with (laughs) random diagnoses where it, I wouldn't even say diagnosis it's more like they've seen several specialists and they've been given oh look it's probably this disease or this condition we're not really sure it's a bit strange and then they've eventually come to a nutritionist and it's funny how you change the diet and all of a sudden everything's fine <laughs> and you go That's okay awesome. so um you probably 
might want to see a specialist again, but I don't think that... Yeah. <laughs> that's been pretty cool. That's um, power of nutrition right is, there. It really is. And I do also love working with adolescents. Yeah. Um, probably, I mean, look, guys and girls, but I've had a couple of... A handful of young women who've come in, yeah. um, you know, stressed out with last year of school and mm-hmm. first year of uni and all that sort of stuff, really low in energy. A common thing I see in, in young women is iron deficiency, mm-hmm. which doesn't get addressed and spirals into all sorts of problems. Um, and I think that's a great age group to work with yeah. because if you can start to get them thinking about, you know, eating well and nourishing themselves and maybe detracting from the size six model that they see yes. on social media which isn't necessarily healthy yeah um you can make a lasting you know you can really change the direction of somebody's health and somebody's life mm-hmm. if you can get them at that age and you can make an impact so that's probably my really the last six months summed up i would say mm-hmm. um some of the highlights as far as as far as practicing goes um so jess we were going to sort of talk about some of our foundational nutritional values that we bring to our practice and we have a lot in common here so let's go through some of those for the benefit of our listeners yeah so um well first and foremost i think as nutritionists um we highly value whole foods and real foods you know fresh Going and keeping it simple as well. So going back to basics in that it's just about um, cleaning up the diet, you know, including lots of fresh fruits and vegetables and and really a big inf- em- emphasis on whole foods, essentially. Yeah. And, um, I mean, processed food's addictive, let's face yeah, it. It is, yeah. And the thing is that we need to eat. Like, you can't not eat. So it's yeah. like just spreading that message. I think it's gotten lost out there. And we need to actually eat food food not stuff yes. that is pretending to be yes. food if you google the definition of food it's it's something like a substance that um helps promote the body's functioning and health and i'm thinking half of the food out there does not fall under that category like and you in know, the definition i've looked at that myself as yeah well, it has to be um you know, it is usually something of plant or animal origin. And, yeah. like, most of the stuff that people buy in a supermarket is not really plant. I mean, it is plant origin, yeah. but it comes from a chemical plant. Yeah, exactly. Plant. Exactly. It's all processed. So it's yeah. just funny how we've lost sight of that, I think. Yeah. And we are both pretty passionate about, like, I really steer most of my clients away from calorie counting. Yes. Because, look, look, if it's working for you, great. And if you're not too wrapped up in it, fine. But... I just think the whole fallacy of us eating 1,400 calories a day or whatever, every day is going to be different. Mm -hmm. You move differently. You have different stresses. You have different mental demands. You need to get back to being in tune with your body. And at the end of the day, if you're eating whole foods, those appetite signals aren't hijacked. Exactly. So you'll know when you've eaten enough. You'll know when you're hungry. And we just... The number of people who've lost sight of that ability yeah. is just quite it's 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 sad. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that value just really comes back to teaching our clients how to listen to their body again. And how and to eat it. intuitively. Yeah. Which yeah. is another one of our core values yes. that we both share. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, we've already talked about getting back to the basics yeah. and that sort of comes in with that whole foods approach. Individualization. Oh, I mean, you huge. and I are probably a great example of that. Yes. Um, I don't know. My diet is a bit fluffy around the edges sometimes. Yeah. It's probably 80% good, 20% yeah. 20% coffee and yeah. chocolate and the odd champagne. Katie can get away with it, yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't really eat anything free. Like, I, there's some gluten in my diet. Yeah. Um, there's some dairy in my diet. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of refined sugar in my diet yeah. from time to time. Um, you know, sometimes I eat loads of vegetarian food. Sometimes yeah. I eat probably a lot more carbs yeah. than other yeah. times but it, again I just kind of look at well what I really what did my body feel like mm. and what's in season mm. and, and that's essentially how and you, I do it and it's really well you're pretty much um showcasing what you preach you know like you're listening to your body yeah yeah you're not yeah. getting stuck on labels and yeah. worrying about how many calories you're eating so yeah. it's it's good yeah and you're pretty much gluten-free. I, I pretty much subscribe to gluten-free and dairy-free. I don't like labeling the way people yeah. eat because at the end of the day, we all eat food. Um, I just feel better off those foods. Yeah. Um, and I can tell if I eat too much of those sort of foods, yeah. I can feel it. So, And I am, again, I'm feeling what suits my body and that works for me at this point in time it might change I don't know but at this point in time it's what works for me definitely I love that I think my diet's changed you know every 18 months or so yeah it's just because you kind of have different needs and yeah you listen to it and you address those needs um and also just like just to sort of we're getting towards the end of the first podcast here but we are both so passionate about evidence-based practice yeah 100 percent. you know i quite often send my clients research studies to back up anything i've prescribed or suggested um one thing we're going to bring to this podcast no matter what we talk about we will always discuss even if it's just for a minute or two a recent um high quality research study Mm. around the topic that we're bringing bringing to air for you guys yeah yep um And I guess I know my stance on this, why I believe in it so much, and I believe Katie is as well, is that just we need to up the benchmark with nutrition. Like there's too many things out there that are too... um, Gimmicky. Too gimmicky, too fatty, too trendy. And Katie and I just really believe in like sensible nutrition that works. Yeah. And really... Yeah, going back to the basics again. Yeah, and we need to up the up the uh, the level of professionalism in our uh, entire industry. Yeah, and that's another yeah. whole section to it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we've got a couple of core uh, values that we wanted to close with, and we'll close with all of these because it's really what we think are the pillars to good health. And so on the nourished wrap, we just want to remind you guys at the end of every episode that. You know, number one, we should be moving every day in an enjoyable way. Yes. Don't because, punish yourself. Yes. If you don't enjoy it, it's actually doing more harm than good. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it might be running for me. It might be yoga for someone else. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter. Individuality. Yeah. Um, we want to eat whole foods. Yep. We need to sleep well. Mm, sleep is so important and underrated. Yeah. Totally. Um. Every day we need to switch off, even if it's just for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and number five, we really want to encourage you to tune into your own body and get to know it really well because it's the only place you're ever going to have to live. Exactly. Yep. So thanks so much, guys, for joining us for the first episode of The Nourished Wrap. We'll have another one landing for you in a fortnight. And um, I hope we hope that 2018 is, you know, a fantastic year for you all. Yeah.